0: (laughs) i
1: love that (laughs) oh um guys everyone ladies people humans things of the world intergalactic chums um (laughs)
0: I like that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> let's go with that.
1: I don't know that I do, but anyway, it's, it's #intergalacticchumps. #Hashtag Um <laughs> are we doing, like, okay. Um You've trained <laughs> me to do sorry. that. That I'm is so all sorry. on you. I know it is. I I can't even claim innocence. Um, what was I complaining about again? Remind me. Should we welcome everyone?
2: I think we should welcome people. Do you want to welcome people? I like it when you welcome people. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to Crime by the Bar.
2: Welcome to Crime by the Bar. I'm Anna. I'm Jonathan. And I'm... I honestly have no idea why I repeated the welcome. Um, I
1: liked it. It was good. Okay. Fair enough. We'll run with it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our very special St. Patrick's Day week.
2: Mm. I, I just love... Hearing that, like St. Patrick's Day week, St. Patrick's Day is a wonderful like holiday, of celebration, and all that. I have so many brilliant memories, and just hearing that, and co- no, no, we're having a week of St. Patrick's Day. Why not? Oh, I'm not objecting. I, this I is know. I'm just... This is brilliant. No, no, it's. Ah, I'm just, it's, it's... Like, oh, I'm just <sighs> kind of basking in the bliss. Here.
1: It is good. Mm. Um, in in the spirit of St. Patrick's Day. I petitioned to have two drinks this week instead Mm. of one, and I faced basically no resistance.
0: Um, (laughs) The only debate was about which
1: drink should come first. True, true. And yeah, that's it. So, in the spirit of that, before we began recording this evening, Mm. we prepared an Irish flag. Or, if you're from the north of Ireland, an Irish flag cocktail.
2: Flag? Flag, like with an E. Hmm. Like,
1: if you've seen Lockstock... Oh, yeah. Two smoking barrels. It's like the Northern Irish equivalent of Dag versus Deg, dog. Oh,
2: that's a snatch dag. though.
1: That's snatch. Mm. Shit. Okay, we have to cut that
2: because they like eggs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I like eggs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's yay snatch. I forgot um, that was snatch. Um, yeah. Okay, so
2: I'm kind of curious about the. You know, the appropriate way to approach this drink slash shot is we should we probably have a toast. Drinking, we definitely need a toast, but are we actually drinking it or are we oh, shotting no, it? I, or? I
1: think we should shot it. I think, hmm. I mean, it's quite a large, it's a triple shot. Um, you can have a look at our, our beautiful layered shots on mm. our Twitter page. We posted a preview last week, and it's a rather horrifying combination of uh, creme de month. Um, Bailey's and Quantro That I'm sorry to say, we dyed orange because it wasn't nearly orange <laughs> enough, and I really object to people putting food dye in uh, in yeah. drinks, especially on St. Patrick's Day. Don't drink the green beer. Don't. Mm, it's not good. No, no. Um, but you know what? We did it. It's happened.
2: Before we actually dig into this, I do want to ask: Can you tell me what all the colors represent?
1: Oh, really? Do you not know this?
2: I do not know this, no. It's
1: It's actually really simple. Mm-hmm. Okay, green mm-hmm. is um Ireland, like the Republic. Mm-hmm. The white is for the peace, and the orange is for the north. Oh,
2: really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of beautiful. Isn't
1: it? It's it's a fairly cool. modern flag. Um, But it's, cool. well, yeah, it's it's kind of sad. It's so, become a do, bit of a sad symbol.
2: So, sorry if I'm poking too... Oh, sad, I thought it was like lovely. no but, it's it's lovely um, but
1: in in northern ireland it represents the republic it doesn't represent the unity which is a bit uh, of a shame
2: that's kind of yeah counter to the sentiment yeah. there
1: so last year no it's this year there's uh saint patrick's day celebrations in somewhere in county londonderry
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i i'm saying county londonderry because that's the official name I'm, I mean nothing by that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but,
1: yeah, apparently you're not allowed to have any tricolours, any Irish flags out um, for the really? St. Patrick's Day Parade because they want it to be a space Aww. where everyone can enjoy it, and apparently that affects it, which is pretty ironic,
0: all yeah, things considered. I think so.
1: they're, they're gearing up to stop people having union flags around for the 12th mm. of July stuff. Okay. So, But you know the traditional Irish toast? Uh, Sláinte. Yes. So but I will I will toast to something else before that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: May misfortunes follow you for all of your life and never catch up. Slantha.
2: Slantcher That was a beautiful <laughs> toast. I thought I'd heard it and it was gonna go in a different direction. Oh god that mint. <coughs> <laughs> that
1: mint is awful.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. Like oh. the the Bailey layer, oh that was kind delicious. of like yeah, that smoothly went together, really and then at the bottom you just get a punch of the mint, oh. which is not what I would recommend. But
1: if I feel like I've swallowed mouthwash. <laughs> I kind feel of, like yeah. I've I've had too many drinks. I've come home and I've decided, you know what, mouthwash,
2: <laughs> and I've swallowed it. It did look beautiful,
0: though.
1: It did. Mm. I, I, I want to be modest, but you know what? It did. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this isn't the moment for modesty. So let's do a drink recap. Yes. So we did gin and tonics.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Then we had a dark and stormy each.
1: And then you moved on to your Irish stout. And the
2: t- oh, oh, I forgot. I had a Cuba Libre first.
1: Oh, you did! I forgot yeah. about that. You've been piling through. <laughs> I've been trying to take it easy. And then, okay, so Cuberly Bread. Then you had your Irish Stout. Then you had your triple.
2: I oh, know. First, there was a uh, Black Rye IPA.
1: Dude, wow! This is a school night. Y- yeah. Oh dear. Well, let's see how this goes. Well, no,
2: we. Oh yes, it's technically Tuesday, so
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even if it's not Tuesday, it's not bloody Saturday.
2: Fair enough. But no, it is because this is St Patrick's Day week, and St Patrick's Day is both a holiday and it falls on a Saturday this year. So this week is just Saturdays.
1: This is Tuesday. We're releasing this on a Tuesday.
2: In St Patrick's Day week, I, you know, I'm not even going to argue. I'm
1: not going to argue because I appreciate your spirit, <laughs> and you're right. St Patrick's Day is supposed to be about. Well, okay, this is this is complete and utter nonsense. It it is not about this at all, but. It's supposed to be about chilling out, being happy, accepting what you've got, not worrying about things. Hey, I gotta go to work. It's fine. Mm. Who minds? No one. Doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, that's well. I feel like that's the spirit of St. Patrick's Day. Even I if agree. it's yeah. as
2: long as what you actually got does not include snakes.
1: No, of course not. That would be insane. No snakes <laughs> in Ireland, um, <laughs> none
2: whatsoever.
1: So, how far did we get on the on the drink list? Uh, you mm. had your
2: oh oh yeah, uh, the Black IPA. Then I had the triple, which is I'm working on the last bit of that, and uh-huh. then we had the flat cocktail. And... Well,
1: and I had my yes. homebrew beer, which was brewed in this very living room. Mm-hmm. And
2: your second one, technically.
1: Yeah, I am on the second one. Mm. I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. And then that horrifying mouthwasher chaser <laughs> you know i look pretty and it it wouldn't quite be the same if we just did uh orange and white
2: <laughs> no not quite not
0: quite
1: oh well i'm really excited i i'm so disappointed i didn't get to celebrate last year but mm. if i'm so sick on st patrick's day that i can't drink then you know it's going to be bad
2: yeah and you know that it's you know properly serious yeah and um uh, yeah.
1: Are you? You're going to join me for St Patrick's Day, I hope. Oh yes. We still need. You to...
2: can't stop me. You made the mistake <laughs> of inviting me. There is no turning back. I will be with you every step of the way.
1: Yay! I've done a very Irish thing of not really planning anything properly, though. <laughs> the The vague the plan, which I really need to nail down, is we will go as soon as the best Irish pub in Amsterdam opens. Mm.
2: Hopefully at 9 but
1: I, I mean it's got to open at 9 Come on yeah. Who would open a pub after 9 If it's not 9 then it's 7 And oh. like I mean this isn't Glasgow So um, <laughs> Glasgow I really like Glasgow Glasgow's great Like they They had some weird law there That you weren't allowed to serve Alcohol before 12 Unless it was with a meal So oh, the right. local pub near me Just You know Had a special offer Where it was Two quid or something For A pint and a bread roll <laughs> from six in the morning or seven in the morning or whatever time they open that class,
2: I, I would have guessed like one chip or something.
1: <laughs> well, imagine them handing <laughs> the bread roll over and then you return it after you've drank your pint, and then they give you the same bread roll afterwards.
2: Oh, oh, that's efficient. I yep. like it. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, thought it was just like handing. Over. No, that's even better. No, I like it.
1: They give you the stink eye if you the bread roll. Like, <laughs> do you know how many people have touched this? <laughs> but
2: I was gonna use that.
1: <laughs> We had plans <laughs> So yeah I guess the plan is to um, For St Patrick's Day Proper Because it is it is on a uh, Saturday this year Which I find mm. to be a massive shame
0: Because kind of, yeah.
1: all of a sudden You have the amateurs coming out So you have to start early <laughs> Like Normally you start early because you want to This time it's, it's pure necessity mm. So we will go hopefully at 9 o'clock To, to one of the best Irish bars in Amsterdam
0: mm.
1: And and we go on a mini pub crawl between bars until they get two packs and then we all come back here and have some irish stew and sing many 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 songs
2: all the songs and yes.
1: many many drinks and yeah are merry and <laughs> i imagine we'll need blankets and sleeping bags and things because people will probably fall asleep yeah i mean that's the way it should be true i'll buy um... permanent markers in uh some was... preparation because i mean if we're gonna do some patrick's day we may as well be properly immature about it and draw stuff on people
2: i'm all aboard all of this i my brain just like went on a side note and i immediately started planning like, okay how can i selfishly plan and have set myself up the best
1: oh you have a bed here already so
2: it is actually my bed now
1: it's your bed now <laughs>
2: Fair enough. Yeah, we already spoke about how you should have a drawer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, I was kind of like, no, no, that's not necessary no, beforehand. We... But right, right now, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I should take them up on that. You should.
1: Before no, no, no. Mm. it's not some frivolous comment that I'm making. It's not British politeness. It's Irish. No, no, no. Hospitality. Like. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. Have my beer. Have my pajamas. Put on my socks. Come on. Yeah, it's good. You you know Saint Patrick is English though, yeah? yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. As long as we're clear on that, we are celebrating an Englishman on Ireland's national holiday. Um, do you know why it's the seventeenth of March? We celebrate it though.
2: I could guess, but no, I don't technically oh, come know. On, guess, actually,
1: guess, 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 guess.
2: Well, I know. I I would assume that is one of two things. Either it was someone just said that. Oh, uh, Saint Patrick came, chased away all the snakes, and made everything brilliant. And they just said like, "Oh, when did he do that?" I'm like, "Oh, on that day," or what? it was a um, uh, some kind of wonderful uh, pagan holiday ritual day thing.
1: That's a good guess, uh,
2: which is for the majority of the holidays kind yeah. of started like that. And they're like, "Oh, they're celebrating." We'll give them something. We like they can celebrate there yeah uh, but this is just random guessing so
1: um they're good guesses they are totally wrong <clears throat> of course of course
2: why do they actually celebrate it
1: because an englishman the... died on that day
2: just random englishman or... no
1: saint patrick died on that day
2: oh it's his death day it's his
1: death day oh, we celebrate okay. his death day
2: well i mean that's
1: it's a pretty good that reason. works i mean yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty good all around
2: it's a bit good counter to the whole like oh yeah, we shouldn't celebrate some English dude, but...
1: Well, it kind of works for the whole thing. So there's... Mm. um, One of these things that I really like is there's a bar in Belfast on Great Victoria Street called the Crown Bar, and it's... Mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I don't know if this is true, but this is what I was always told. It was a... Um, interdenominational couple um, who owned ran the bar and I can't even remember what way around it was I think it was the husband was Protestant and the wife was Catholic and they decided to open a bar together and the husband wanted to name the place the crown like after the British royal family and Mm -hmm. she said the only way we're doing that is if we put a crown mosaic on the floor as you come into the bar so everyone's stomping all
0: over the crown as they walk in <laughs> and it's
1: one of the oldest and most popular bars in belfast hey. so i don't know i think it's quite quite um elegant that
2: there's a lovely compromise
1: yeah but so st patrick <laughs> he may be an englishman we may celebrate as our national holiday but you know what it's actually his death day Hmm. Ugh. Um,
2: Since this is actually supposed to focus on like the more sordid details and crime and whatnot, do you actually know how he died? Uh, he, he,
1: he actually be died it legend of legend or fact? Blood poisoning, apparently.
2: Oh.
1: Overconsumption of alcohol. Okay, I made that up totally. That, that
2: would have been so much Wouldn't better it? than probably anything. Um, but yes, I
1: think he he died when he was like eighty. So I, I think your it conviction was
2: conviction as well. It's like no, no.
1: No, this it this, for yeah. sure. Um, no, I I think he was it was natural causes. I think he was like eighty when he died. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Should we crack on? Um, oh, you know what crack is? Yeah. C R A I C. Oh, oh, what's the crack? We need to invite Irish people to St Patrick's Day. Well, well, well. Anyway, um, um, I just it's it's that time of year where I feel on the one hand more Irish than any other time of year. And it Mm. helps that we've been listening to Irish folk music, folk music, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) traditional songs and everything else. (laughs) And contemporary stuff, yelling seven deadly sins lyrics. Quite true, quite Um, true. It definitely helps me to feel super Irish. But yeah, I I feel more Irish Mm. at this time of year versus any other time of year. But I also feel more isolated because all of a sudden you're surrounded by a whole bunch of people who are celebrating something that Mm -hmm. they have no connection with. And... You know, naturally, you end up enveloped in the in the St. Patrick's Day love, but it also makes me really <laughs> long for um, for someone with an accent, like well, I guess not like mine because my accent's a bit bastardized. Your but, accent
2: is still lovely
1: though. Oh, but like, um, have you ever been to Ireland? I have. When, where, how, who, with? Tell me everything. Do I know you at all?
2: I'm. I'm, I'm not, pretty sure you've told me uh, Yeah, I'm not sure if you're bluffing Considering how strong a reaction no. you had
1: I think it was Genuinely, I, I can't remember right now
2: Two major episodes ago Right before we recording um, What happened? What happened was that I went on a Cruise along the Shannon
1: Ah, you did tell me about this Yes, yes. Uh,
2: So it wasn't the entirety of the Shannon um, And after I told you I was like I barely remember the names of the places we went to. I should have looked this up. And it was kind of a tiny part of the Shannon, to be okay. fair. Yeah. But it was a couple of days. We were just like literally... Uh, was
1: the boat broken?
2: No, no. We had three relatively large boats, but I mean... There were lived. they
1: long ships?
2: They were not, unfortunately. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Uh, we that. were only... We were actually three uh nordics three swedes even uh but the rest and of the, the vikings
1: were... invaded the li- liver shannon because we <coughs> wanted to be just... yes i was gonna correct myself to river and then i'm like no screw it. this is a true crime podcast true. we hannibal lectured that shit yes we invaded the liver shannon with a bottle of chianti um anyway sorry oh that is some girl's name oh dear yeah Sorry, Shannon.
2: Well, liver, Shannon, and Shannon's liver are very different. Though.
1: I, um, are they? Yeah. I, I think Hannibal would say you're being pedantic.
2: Kettle, pot, whatever. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I am really curious, though. Who's worst? I'm
1: What's really the... curious as well. Mm. I I think it's you, though, because I. Really? Mine is no death.
2: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Does it have, you know, horrific lifetime scarring? Not or really, no. Trauma?
1: Maybe trauma, but not really. Okay. What about you? Do you have death?
2: I have a death.
1: Oh, just one this week.
2: Hmm. Ah, okay.
1: No, no, don't, don't. You don't need to reveal more. Okay. Okay. Um, but
2: okay, apparently I'm worst. So. Is there
1: scarring? Is there trauma? Okay. Are, have we established your worst?
2: I, I think I'm worst. Um, yeah. I I trust your conviction for now and. Uh, I
1: don't. You know what I'm doing. I think you know what I'm doing. Mm. Oh, you don't wait. know the detail of what I'm doing.
2: Oh! Oh right. Yes, I know the title um, of what you're doing, but I have not read up on it, so I don't oh, know the details. Okay, so, okay. 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 Uh, I. Um. Oh. Cool. Yes. Uh. So I'm gonna go
1: first. Go first. Yes. Tell me your story.
2: So. This is like, okay, the entire theme and general feel of all of this lovely week of St. Patrick's Day kind of makes it, I would suspect, more probable that you have probably heard about everything I've been both researching and picking.
1: I actually, I am now remembering the times when you said, can you pronounce this for me? Mm. And how would you pronounce this? And blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) I, I don't know anything about anything that's happened in that area.
2: But maybe do I mean the location is not the most important thing, so Ooh. you never know. Are there sheep? Uh, there are no sheep. Are there penguins? No penguins.
1: I'm disappointed. You're... But you. I'm, you I'm specifically
2: asked me to steer away from first sheep and then penguins. Only don't for be the mini. disappointed.
1: Okay, okay, fine, fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet.
2: <laughs> no, you don't need to be quiet. Just don't be disappointed. Okay. When I'm following your directions, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll mask the disappointment then. <laughs> Go on. Tell me your story. Tell me okay, your story. Okay.
2: So, so I'm going to tell you about Mary and Colin Whelan.
1: Ooh, I don't know.
0: Oh, that's I good. mean,
1: I had a teacher called Mrs. Whelan. I have
0: Probably no idea. Probably not. Name was. This she, one.
1: She was pretty awful. So, hmm. just, just. Well, no, not going to say that, it's awful. Um,
2: I, I'm pretty sure it's not this one.
1: It's not Mrs. Whelan.
2: No, so... Mrs. Um, Whelan,
1: if you're listening to this and you're suddenly a good person, then I'm sorry, but you were awful whenever I was at school. Anyway.
2: The reason I adamantly claimed that this was probably not your Mrs. Whelan was the fact that Mary's her maiden name was, I'm guessing, Go? How do you spell that? G-O-U-G-H.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know, that's weird. Mm. No it would it would be kind Goff. of like Gogh, yeah, because yeah. it will be like Loch, won't it? You know It best. just it sounds ridiculous.
2: Kinda of does, yeah. Yeah. So let's stick to the married name. That's not an Irish so,
1: name. What? I mean I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. They were. Mm.
2: Um but Mary and Colin within as you might suspect they were at one point married. Uh because that, they share their surname and they were not related. That's the main thing. Um,
1: this gets so, bad though I, I believe
2: uh, like compared to what we've encountered before it's not uh, it's not the that, tam- 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 that's,
1: that's yeah I think that's our worst ever
2: uh, possibly
1: maybe she's fine is it time for another drink yet? Uh,
2: soon, soon
1: okay because I only have one drink and I feel like we should have two
2: you've had more than one drink
1: though. no I, I only have one drink currently
2: oh that's true that's true so do I I only have one drink
1: yeah I feel like we should have a drink and a chaser Shall we get a drink? Probably not.
2: Let's get it. Let's drink, get through then. your story. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll get through the story. So, uh, Mary and Colin Whelan, uh, they were a couple. They met first in 1993. Okay. So this was a while back. Um, they met and they were pretty steady in their relationship until 95. They apparently hit kind of a bad patch, but they got together again after a few months. Okay. In 97, Colin purchased a house in Balbriggan and uh, they moved in together and in 1998 they got engaged Uh and finally they were married in the year 2000.
1: I mean by Irish standards it took a bloody long time. Mm. But I
2: mean, it, it sounds like they were working things through. They no, well, okay. No, no, no. I, like, I'm not. I'm not going to provide color I, commentary I think, on this. But no, uh,
1: I think. I think by regular people's standard, that's fine. But mm. by this stage, shouldn't they have about five kids?
2: If you say so, you're the expert.
1: Okay, as a Protestant, I'm going to say I think they're Protestant. Nah. Anyway, go on.
2: Mm. Well, yeah. So they got married in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Uh-oh. about quarter past midnight on March the first. In two
1: thousand. Two thousand and one. Oh.
2: So they'd been married for a little bit.
1: They're already uh, in the newlywed not... category, but they're really quite newlywed. No, yeah,
2: exactly. It's so not a full year, but they were working on it. But at around a quarter past midnight on March the first, as we said, two thousand and one, a nine 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 call was made indicating that an ambulance was needed at oh, their house.
1: Dear um, for Americans, 999 is like 911. Yep.
2: Oh. Well, it was like 911. Now it's, is it 112 there as well? Or is it 101? I saw that someplace else.
1: I thought that it also works if you dial 112.
2: Uh, 112 is the general European standard, at least.
1: Yeah, and South African and Australian.
2: Mm. The uh, responder that actually took the 999 call was told by Colin Whelan that his wife had fallen down the stairs and was seriously injured Um. so they sent an ambulance and when they arrived mrs whelan was transferred to the beaumont hospital whelan told the people who responded to this that um, she had fallen it he suggested it looked like her dressing gown had been caught on the banisters, and she had fallen down the stairs.
1: Th- this sounds like the exact kind of thing I would do, but I suspect this isn't going to be clumsy, Mrs. Whelan's story.
2: Mm, you had your suspicions, and that's good. So once the um, yeah, she she was pronounced dead as soon as the doctors got her. So Whoa. I'm going to say the body of Mrs. Whelan.
1: I feel like this escalated awfully quickly. Really. Yeah, I mean, what we're we're two minutes in, and all of a sudden we've got a dead wife. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Oh, but dear, these are the crimes.
1: Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Blech.
2: Worst first. That's how we do it.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. Mm. Oh dear.
2: So, uh, as she actually got to the hospital, uh-huh. a number of doctors were very skeptical about all of this. The first fact was that she was like ridiculously cold to the touch. As soon as she came in,
1: oh, so she had been dead for a while.
2: That did not quite line up with the timeline that uh, Colin had provided to the. no, knows only
1: lie about what you need to lie about.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: As they started investigating, they noticed that there were marks on her neck and chest, which were not consistent with uh, falling down a set of stairs.
1: This is really. It's not going nicely.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so the staff noticed all these things and um, basically presented the incongruous facts to the uh, guardy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in addition to the like the weirder injuries that did not line up with falling down the stairs, they the chest also and stuff? Uh, yeah, like the and chest the neck. and neck things, uh, and they also saw that on the opposite side there was a lack like there were no like head injuries that would have caused her to die from falling down the stairs or anything like that so what the hell? Like, lack of that oh. but other things
1: dude so i don't like this
2: they started investigating and they, they found blood uh, in the master bedroom and on the landing the upper landing oh. and they found so when this was a night thing so she had been dressed in the dressing gown as mentioned and they found a a second belt for a dressing gown yeah that also had uh, some blood traces on it they found that in the bedroom uh, and there was like blood in the center of the belt and uh, yeah it looked pretty clear that this had been used and the blood came from uh, the damages through her throat, basically.
0: <sighs> That's horrible.
2: Yeah. So, Langardi pushed further on this and uh, they, they investigated the house. Uh, they also took possession of Colin's computer, uh, where they found a lot of interesting
1: things. This is uh, never going to be good.
2: They checked his search history.
1: It's not, he had an incredible novel, it was unpublished. They immediately um. found him. No.
2: Unfortunately, awesome. not. So, as I mentioned, this call was on like right after midnight on the first of March. Okay. They went back through. So on January the twenty second, he had made a lot of searches concerning choking, smothering, and uh, blocking the air supply. Oh,
1: dude, really? Yeah. Just, just if you're gonna be an arsehole do it on impulse. Don't oh. plan it.
2: On February the 22nd, a month later, he had searched for other terms such as death by strangulation. And on February the 28th, Mm -hmm. the day before, he had searched for things like loss of consciousness, sudden loss of consciousness, and things like that. Dude. Yeah. They also discovered that he had downloaded some transcripts of some... um, Murder trials from partly no. North Carolina, things Why like that.
1: North Carolina?
2: Uh, I'm just assuming that. Death penalty? N- not death penalty, but more along the planning stages. There were some, as quoted, remarkable similarities between the case described in these manuscripts mm-hmm. and what appeared to have happened in the Bell murder, mm-hmm. such as uh, in both cases, the main thing I think was. Uh, duvet had been um, used to keep, try to keep the body warmer. That's so it looked horrifying. that it died later. That's absolutely uh, horrifying. And also in both cases, it looked like there had been, like the use of a towel as kind of a padding to, um, to conceal the ligature marks from, like trying to strangle someone. Uh. So Colin uh some of the initial inquest he actually mentioned once this was brought up that he had wrapped the body in a duvet he said that he had done this under instructions from the the controller who took his 999 call
1: doesn't he think this might be recorded
2: it was recorded Uh, there was nothing in the transcript on that so strange Uh, that mm, quite strange quite strange so there were two more things they found as they went through his computer and uh, tried to make a timeline of this. Yeah. They did also realize that I think it was two months before they were married.
0: Yeah.
2: Colin kind of boosted their life insurance policy. Oh,
1: no. Uh, Don't so
2: do that. it ended up that the surviving partner uh, would receive, I think it was 400,000 punts. Irish pounds uh, if the other one died within 10 years
1: within 10 years
2: uh, well from it's, the policy being. it's kind it,
1: of gross but I mean yeah. it's it's necessary and it's fine and I'm glad I have it but
2: um but yeah so life insurance all set up right before they were married
1: oh dodgy dodgy dodgy
2: yeah and a couple of months after they had married uh what they found out through the computer and everything uh-huh. uh, was that Colin had been starting up some, well, a relationship in particular, but he'd been on some dating sites. He'd started a basically long distance relationship with a woman who lived abroad. Yeah. They had like exchanged photographs and he had kind of boasted of his impending fortune <gasps> in ways.
1: Oh, come on.
2: And they had. Agreed to meet for the first time on March the second, in two thousand one.
1: Really? So he planned it. Like I mean, if he left it any later, it was going to cause a bit of a drama with the meetup date.
2: It was all kind of iffy around this, but yeah, this did not look good for him.
1: What an absolute twat!
2: Yeah, but but I mean, he was arrested and charged. He denied at that point well, i said why, like no why? no she, she fell down the stairs this was horrible i'm heartbroken boohoo
1: i i like your traumatized voice <laughs>
0: fake traumatized voice <laughs> boohoo
2: yes boohoo indeed mm. but as it is with these things like the court proceedings took some time. he was released on bail Okay. So um, he was not in custody for the entirety of the proceedings, which took well over a year to go through. Uh-huh. In the first bit of 2003, he had vanished for a short bit. Oh, dear. And they found his car <gasps> at Houth Head. I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay. Sorry. Houth Head is a um, it's the name of a peninsula northeast of Dublin city, I think. Okay. Uh, and there are a lot of like really steep cliffs and stuff, and like the car was just left there was open, and Ooh. it looked a lot like uh, a suicide thing. So people were working that angle. Okay. I'm just gonna spoil it. It was not suicide. <gasps> he tried to like fake his own death with the car and leaving some clues around there.
1: He's not very good at these uh, bullshit crime scenes, is he?
2: He's committing to it though. I'll have to give him that.
1: Okay. 10 points for enthusiasm and two points for execution oh
2: i i Mm. will give him some points though because what he actually succeeded as people were looking at this thinking like did he kill himself what actually happened as people were looking at that he managed to flee the country really yep
1: i I, i'm not even i'm i'm a bit excited that he did something successfully but i'm Mm. not excited for him
2: no no he somehow he got a false passport in the name of Martin Sweeney. Okay. He traveled to Spain, uh, I think specifically uh, Mallorca. Yeah. And, like, he went through the entire vetting thing of basically to move there. He got issued a, uh, like, proper a local ID as well through his false passport. What? And he lived there and started working as a uh, bartender, barman. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he built up a large circle of friends, he got a very uh, committed girlfriend and yeah, worked in this bar and had a nice life.
1: Hold on he stood up his mystery lady on the 2nd of March?
2: Yes, Uh, well definitely on the 2nd of March because I'm assuming some suspicions were cast there not all of the sources I read on this mentioned like the names of the people so I know that I think the main person from way back during the actual marriage that he was talking to, I think they were Welsh, but I'm not entirely sure. But some articles indicate that he was talking to someone who lived in Spain as well beforehand. So I'm not 100% sure he was going around. Uh, Unfortunately, I also, I think it was just one newspaper that reported that they actually found out what his handle on the dating site was, which was apparently Furry Bear.
1: He's not even gay.
0: Uh, yeah. Don't of. call
1: yourself a bear unless you're a big, massive, hairy dude. It's yeah, just, or unless you're a bear. Yeah,
0: true.
1: I just, I feel like I'd be disappointed.
2: Ever so slightly. Yeah.
1: This is not. As he advertised. does. I
2: have not seen his chest. I've just seen photos of him in a suit. He does not look like a bear. He's not in a bear suit. Then. No, no, not even a bear suit. No.
1: This ma- oh, like a suit, suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So be it. Fine. <laughs>
2: we're talking i need to look good in court suit <laughs> a, let's get it all suit
1: oh okay Ooh. oh dear Ooppa. don't worry
2: he he escaped to spain like set up his life there and was pretty sure about everything
1: and then i'm waiting for an unden. and then
2: and then yeah fortunately there is an and then it was just like random irish tourist who went on vacation Yay. Went to a bar. Yay. Saw the barkeeper and was like, wait a minute.
1: You look like that dodgy dude from back home. Pretty much. Yay. Um, so
2: they reported this to the cartel when they got home.
1: Drinking fixes everything again. I know,
2: right? The bar saves the day. The bar um, saves the day so no they reported this and he was extradited in 2004 good which yeah it it is quite good screw
1: you Uh,
2: so he was sent back home to ireland he did plead guilty the second time because i mean by then they had all the evidence, plus the fact that he ran, uh, ran from bail and like forged a passport and everything, yeah, I think it kind of rounded off at. Um...
1: You can get like up to forty percent knocked off your sentence though for pleading guilty.
2: Mm, I don't think he got that much in this case. Yay! Uh, so he was sent into life in prison Yay! on the twelfth of April in two thousand and five. Oh, good. Yep. So. I mean, I thought this crime was interesting. Just the fact of, like, fleeing the country with a false identity is kind of interesting, because that doesn't really happen that no, much. Uh, it's trickier yeah. nowadays. But then also the fact that, no, we have a lovely Irishman who's like, no, I'm going to get some drinks in a bar, and then uncovers <laughs> the stews, reports him, and, yeah, he's sent home, and justice appears to have been served. Like, I did read a lot about this all of it is very disjointed. It is like. That's a weird tw- story. We're talking 12, 13 to even more years back. Yeah. And uh, disjointed articles. But like, he really sounded like such a horrible guy. There was also, like after the trial, uh, it was also brought to light that he had, before he killed his wife, oh, I might have kind of glossed over that, but mm-hmm. yes. He did kill his wife. What he did me, was he... To me, was quite clear. Yeah. I mean, he tried to read up on the internet and found a similar case where he basically tried to choke her with the belt padded by a uh, towel yeah, to maturize. Yeah, yeah, Um, But there were a lot of things he messed up on, partially the room and the body temperature. Uh, also, the fact that there were... Some of the main evidence was also through... As he was strangling his wife and she was dying, like with some of her final breaths, um, she was due to the pressure and everything. She was like bleeding um, uh, from the nose and stuff. So some of that kind of got out as she was doing her last gasps of air and that put some traceable blood evidence on other things. Oh, that's awful,
1: but also amazing.
2: Yeah, it kind of is.
1: I mean, that that got him, I guess, in some ways.
2: When he was actually sentenced properly as well, some other things came to light. Like, apparently he had killed a neighbor uh, through a... It was basically ruled as a driving accident. But he he
1: desperate housewives leveled, like...
2: He he had ran into the car of a neighbor. There were two people... Uh, Two very elderly So the one who died was uh, Elizabeth Murphy 61 years old She was a passenger uh, She was a passenger in that car Uh, She died almost instantly In that collision Um, He
1: rammed his car into their car
2: Yep So at first he was put up for uh, drink driving charges But eventually that was There aren't that many details But he was just convicted of careless driving And it was kind of smoothed down and Whoa. they just kind of didn't talk about it after that during the initial investigation there were also so well, there was also some digging into uh, his past in general yeah. like detectives had an interview with one of his former girlfriends who did say that um he had assaulted her in the past mm. as well uh. but yeah i i think we'll cut back to the happy note of the happy yay. Minute- a justice is served.
1: Hey, justice!
2: But yeah, that that's that's my crime. And th- like, there were a lot of ups and downs. Majorly, well, mainly two of them, I guess. But I thought it was interesting, and I'm quite happy that you hadn't heard about this because no, I, I, I would haven't. have assumed that this would have been bigger with all the, you know, very fancy detail, or fancy plot points. I would say. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's my crime for this week well for this Tuesday
1: for this Tuesday
2: for this St. Patrick's Day day
1: yeah it was definitely worst
2: Mm, I assumed
1: yeah (laughs) poor lady Mm. I'm glad I I do feel like drinking and bars save the day
2: yeah that's a good point to take out of it
1: (laughs) What you should drink or at least go to bars yeah
2: I mean you, like you should never drink or drive or things like no, that and you sure need not. to you should always know your limits know how you can enjoy alcohol and then enjoy it how you can mm-hmm. but like yeah go to bars look at people's faces experience people talk to people and if you find a murderer report them through the police
1: seems like a pretty good policy yeah I would think so yeah that seems all right. I kind of want to do another toast. <laughs> I also kind of want another drink.
2: Yeah, we're gonna to need to top you up, then we'll have a toast, do you and have any then drinks I want left? to hear your crime.
1: Do you, do you have a drink left? Barely. Okay, let's finish it.
2: We'll do a tink.
1: Okay, what?
2: May misfortune... Fall no, up. no, no,
1: different one. May you live as long as you want and not want as long as you live.
2: Slash.
1: Slantia. Another drink.
2: Another beautiful toast. <laughs> drink the more crimes. Thank you. Ooh, I am interesting the that... No, I'm not. We know No, this. you're not. Uh, I'm interested, however. To, uh, I, I want to hear about your crime because I know the title, I know the topic. I have zero details. So I want to hear you have about zero your crimes. details. Yes. Well, yes, <sighs> no. Yes. Yes, I have. No.
1: I I'm talking about why the Northern Bank had to change their banknotes in
2: 2005. Oh. Yeah. See, I didn't even know
1: this. See, so back when I was a youngling, a ten pounds <laughs> note was was like this mucky, nasty brine color and then this magical mm. thing happened. And oh. all of a sudden from March two thousand five onwards. All of, not quite, but oh. not far off. Um, all of the ten pounds banknotes were turned green, like this deep rich emerald green.
2: Oh, like proper cartoon Donald Duck Scrooge McDuck vaulty green.
1: I thing. mean well the design was a bit more intricate than just having a plain old slab of green paper it's like linen and has mm-hmm. green doodles on it but yeah it's it's nice rich emerald green instead of this mucky nasty brine colour so no, I'm I, talking I, it, I was
2: not disparaging this, the design I was mostly thinking of the like colour reference yeah
1: like it. it turned from being crappy to being beautiful hmm. and exciting so you know for me it was like Woo! Happy Sounds colors. Like
2: a brilliant change.
1: And seeing as we're talking about purple, they changed the £50 notes from actually from green, but like a nasty, horrible, washed out olive green, mm. to a nice, vibrant purple color. Oh, yeah.
2: That's good. Purple should always be ranked higher. That's right. <laughs> <coughs> I'm a fan of purple.
1: I, I'm I not even going to. fine. Um, but. <laughs> But yeah, so they, they changed all the banknote colours. Do you know why they changed the banknote colours? I suspect you can guess.
2: I'm going to take a wild stab Don't! In... Don't say it. Okay.
1: Don't spoil the magic. Allow me I'm to tell you. I'm going to
2: say that I do not know why. Why <laughs> ever would they do this?
1: Okay, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so, picture this. Sunday night. You're just chilling. Um, oh. You're in pole glass. In mm. West Belfast, which has a reputation for being... You know what? I need to I need to set the scene. So mm. we have the island of Ireland, which is mm. that big funny shaped lump of earth that's fairly small, sits near Great Britain. Oh, it's
2: like a really cute chubby penguin angel.
1: <laughs> is that what it looks like? Yeah. Okay. The cute chubby penguin angel. Mm. Um, so that is the island of Ireland. Unfortunately... Um, things are not that simple. I know. What spoiler? Um, so, um, as a country, you have the Republic of Ireland, which mm-hmm. refers to well the majority of it. It's it's everything apart from six counties that are in the northeast of the country. Mm-hmm. The six counties in the northeast of the country, which are, Fermanagh. Antrim, Tyrone, (laughs) Londonderry, Arma, and Don, they are part of the UK. Um, They're not part of Great Britain. Mm. Um, Great Britain is separate. Great Britain Mm -hmm. is Scotland, Wales, and England. The Mm -hmm. UK has Scotland, Wales, England, and Northern Ireland, which is those six counties. Mm. Those six counties should not be confused with Ulster, which includes a further three counties, which is the north of Ireland. Mm. Um, But if we're going to be political about it, and we disagree with the English occupation of Northern (laughs) Ireland, then you don't call it Northern Ireland. You call it the north of Ireland. Um, Uh. So for the sake of just keeping things clean and concise, Northern Ireland is referring to those six counties for the sake of this episode <laughs> and the Republic of Ireland or the South, which is not accurate but is referring to the remaining mm. counties in the island of Ireland Yeah, so so that's, that's the basic geography
0: mm-hmm.
1: Northern Ireland has a lot of drama there's a lot of turmoil, there's a lot of sectarianism, there's a big divide between the Catholic community and the Protestant community,
0: mm-hmm.
1: many of whom do not go to church, but you when you go and when you apply for a job you have to fill out a confidential form to say whether you're part of the catholic community or part of the protestant community or neither Mm -hmm. because we have quotas, and that's to prevent discrimination against uh it it began with discrimination against uh catholics because it was difficult for them to get jobs because Mm -hmm. Typically, Protestants were in positions of power and, and stopped Catholics coming into to certain fields, so uh, policing is okay. the classic. So as much as I disagree with quotas generally, I think sometimes they're necessary. And when we talk about women in leadership roles, do I think quotas are a good idea? No. Do I think it's better than not having them at all? Probably.
2: Mm. They can be a bad idea, but still be necessary in the yeah. selective climate.
1: Yeah, the, the whole thing is, is just... It, it's a messy situation. There's mm. there's no way of getting around it. So, um a lot of Northern Ireland, especially in, in the big cities, so basically Belfast, but any any large settlement in Northern Ireland, you you will have, you know, predominantly Catholic or predominantly Protestant areas. There are certain places that yeah. you're kind of advised not to go if you're part of one community and not the other. Mm. And it is what it is. Um, so I'm going to set the scene. We are mm-hmm. in, uh, a Catholic part of Belfast. Belfast is, um, the main city in Northern Ireland mm-hmm. in a notorious estate called Pole Glass, which has a reputation mm-hmm. for being quite rough. It's...
2: Sorry, did you say estate?
1: Yeah, estate, uh, some... estate yeah. like, um, council estate. Mm-hmm. So social housing. Yeah. It's, it's not exclusively social housing, but that's the reputation. Yep. So West Belfast is typically very Catholic. If you're Protestant, if you're English, you definitely should not go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Pollglass is actually... It has a reputation of, like, old town in sin city, but it's... Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people there are good. I think generally the people in Northern Ireland are, are all right. It's just... You know, you have bad eggs that bring everyone down. So, yeah. Pole glass is one of those places that has a really, really bad reputation. Mm. Um, and this is where we begin our tale. Ah. So, it's a Sunday night. It's 19th of December, so it's a bit cold.
2: Sorry, what year?
1: Good question. It's 2004. Ah. And we have... Chris Ward, who is spending time with his mum and his dad, his brother and his brother's girlfriend at their house in Polglass, And three masked men arrive at the house. Oh. It's about 10 p.m. Basically, two of them stay with the family and hold them hostage. And one of them takes Chris away. At the same time, this is going on um, in Down Patrick, which is like 20 odd miles away. About 30, 33 kilometers away mm. um, in Don Patrick, you have two men who show up at the front door of Kevin and Karen Mac- McMullen's house. Mm. And they're purporting to be PSNI, so Police Service Northern Ireland officers. Oh, okay, okay. And they're suggesting, hey, there's been a traffic accident. We need to come in and talk to you. So they let them in. And are are basically held hostage. Mm. Yeah. So this is all happening at the same time as uh, Chris Ward's family is is being held in pole glass, Chris is being driven down to Don Patrick. Side note, Don Patrick is where St Patrick died. Oh. Yeah.
2: Look at the connections. Nice. actress St
1: patrick's day um Topical. so by 10 30 uh the wife karen was blindfolded and she was taken away and uh, brought to an undisclosed location that's where she was held um the gang who had held her and her husband kevin hostage had threatened to damage her beyond repair and also said be under no illusion of what we're capable of. It makes no difference to us if we go down for 30 years for murder or 30 years for kidnapping. So pretty scary situation. Everyone's quite freaked out. And
2: just that phrasing, that is so horrible to talk about a human being and saying damage beyond repair.
1: I, I can hear it in the, the really typical local accent as well. It's, yeah. It's pretty, do, do you want to? Do I want to mock the accent? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to walk the outside. Oh, okay, sorry. But yeah, we'll damage it beyond repair. <laughs> so this is where things start to get a little bit fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, we know Chris and Kevin are in the house together. They're they're being we believe held hostage, um, and by the next morning, they are essentially instructed to go to work as normal mm. um, and carry out their usual d- duties. So. Chris is early 20s, I think he's 22, 23. Okay. Um, and Kevin is his supervisor, so they already know each other. Oh. Um, and they work at the Northern Bank in Belfast. So, mm. um, and it's, it's the main branch on Donegal Square, which is you have City Hall in the middle of town, mm. and then you have four streets surrounding it. And there's a lot of banks around there, and one of them would have been the Northern Bank. Yep. So that's where they work. They're told, go to work as normal. Do your normal duties. And um, they're they're both mostly based in the cash centre in the basement of the bank. So that's what they do. They go about their normal duties. No one notices a thing. Kevin's wife is, you know, we have no idea where she is. Middle of nowhere. Even now, we don't know where she was. Mm. And Chris's family is also being held hostage. So no one's in contact with anyone. And it's a Monday, like... To anyone else, you just go in on Monday and you've either had a good weekend or you've had a shit weekend and if you're grumpy, if you're weird, then you've probably had a crappy weekend, so yeah. no one notices anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so by six o'clock the the bank is closing up. The two of them had already been instructed to stay behind. Um Chris was told that he needed to leave the bank carrying a hold all. So, like, uh, do, do you know what a hold all is? No clue. Um Sorry. Like a sausage bag? Like a um, sausage bag. So like a rucksack, except you hold it by two handles?
2: Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a that? like a duffel bag. Yeah, a duffel bag, the...
1: I guess. Yeah. yeah okay. I okay. never call it yeah. a duffel bag. Hold all. Like it's it's very literal.
2: Holding everything.
1: Yes. Okay. Hold off. Okay. So um he leaves the bank carrying a duffel bag. This is Chris, the 22, 23 year old. Mm-hmm. And in it is a million pounds cash. Mm. He he's Basically told to go down one of the service alleyways near the bank, so it's it's just off the main square. Mm-hmm. But you know it's it's normal; it's busy enough. Like this whole part of town is super busy anyway. But he has to go down there and drop it off to to one of the gang members, mm-hmm. and they have it on CCTV, so it was later released as well. Mm-hmm. What the theory is on this, it was a dummy run, mm-hmm. and they only did it to see if they were compliant. Yeah, and he was compliant, and he did it, and they got away with it. Mm-hmm. So an hour later, 7 o'clock They had managed to pile millions of pounds worth of banknotes into crates And they were collected by just a plain white van That pulled up into the alleyway near the bank Also near where Chris had gone out
0: oh. um,
1: By a really, for the thieves, lucky coincidence In the lead oh. up to Christmas They had a lot more cash than, uh, oh, than normal yeah, um, yeah. So typically, it, it it's kind of like the whole George Clooney Oceans 11 thing when it's on this night when yeah, it's a blah 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 weekend. Robbery like, night yeah. It was unlikely it was planned like this. It seems to just be pure luck. Hmm. Um but the guts of it is they managed to steal twenty six point five million in cash.
2: That's quite good.
1: In sterling. They also managed <laughs> to steal euro and US dollars. But smaller amounts. We we don't have numbers on that. Huh. So yeah, they they loaded millions upon millions into crates and they were put in, loaded into this uh, van just behind the bank. Mm. And again, where it is, there's bars, there's restaurants. It's it's busy enough. You wouldn't think anything of crates being loaded into a van even at like seven o'clock on a Monday. It's Mm. just, it's not a big deal. And people would have been walking by as this was going on. Yeah, but
2: it's a classic thing. As long as people are looking like, oh okay fuck i need to do this or like i really need to do this like either looking really focused and important or just looking annoyed at having to do all of this work
1: yeah regardless of if
2: people actually know if there's money and everything yeah
1: if someone's concentrating and enthusiastic that's weirder than someone who's just kicking their heels and can't be bothered
2: yeah and I mean I would probably not have reacted to that if I saw it in no, the street.
1: I wouldn't either. And the funny thing was I actually lived around the corner from from all this. Oh. Not at the time it happened, but oh, okay. um <laughs> No, I, I was. Sorry, I,
2: I, I didn't mean to sound too disappointed. <laughs> I, I'm in sorry. You, this, this was 2004.
1: I, it, like, I was pretty. The first young. words
2: just made it sound like, oh no, I was basically in view of the van at the time. But, no, sorry, sorry.
1: No, I. but I, I lived around the corner, like, literally a couple hundred meters away hmm. um, for, for years. So I, I know the area inside out and also walked around these streets many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's it's busy. And like you say, if, if you see someone being grumpy about having to do their job, you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah. So by eight o'clock, a second collection was taken from the bank because there was too much money to collect in the first. Um, <laughs> again, all of this was on CCTV. Oh. Um, apparently, there were also black bin bags that were filled with cash and left around the back of City Hall. So a couple hundred oh. meters from the bank itself. Anyone huh. could have just walked by and grabbed them. They weren't actually loaded on onto anything for a while, <laughs> like they were just sitting there.
0: Yeah.
1: But you know, who's gonna touch someone's garbage? No one, That's apparently. So I'm just
2: thinking in contrast to like, okay, Amsterdam, where we are right now.
1: Oh, seagulls, seagulls, uh, no, are not even over that. not
2: even seagulls. They would have been, but um, recycling recycling in the slightly looser sense of um, there is such a large culture here of like whenever people are like cleaning house or they're moving and they're tossing stuff like almost every other weekday by the uh, recycling or trash collection places there's always like a plethora of furniture or random stuff that people are getting rid of and there's always people coming up and like Oh, look at that. I could I could use that and they take it and go home and I'm slightly better because I have a friend who has basically furnitured ninety percent of his apartment with just shit he found at the side of the road. Like, oh I could <laughs> use that. He takes it and it looks gorgeous. It is in brilliant condition and wow. It's think, just free.
1: But some people have a skill for that. Yeah. Some people really can, can put together a room.
2: Yeah, but it's partly a skill. Some people don't spill. (laughs) It's partly a skill, but at the same time, you need a
1: lot of luck luck to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the the second collection is like 8 o'clock at night, and um, they get it all on cameras. Mm -hmm. By 11 p.m., the wife of the supervisor, so Karen McMullen, she's dumped in Dumkira Forest Park in County Down, which is. it's not a massive stretch from where everyone's at but it's Mm. it's also not massively convenient and doesn't give away really any clues it's sort of fairly well between everything Mm. yeah she she basically just went to a nearby house and um she started telling everyone what had happened and they they called someone but she was suffering from exposure like she wasn't she was Mm. taken care of enough but she wasn't Oh, okay. She she wasn't in a good state. Like she mm. she'd been blindfolded and taken to a mystery place, and she didn't know what had been happening basically no. for the last twenty four hours. So yeah, the whole thing was pretty grim. Mm. In under an hour, the um the the story starts to break, and it's it's clear that that something happened, and uh, the police and bank officials start phoning each other, and everyone's getting a little bit excited, and the the alarms being raised. <laughs>
2: Understandably so. Yes.
1: Yeah. But that's kind of the height of it. That's how it sort of ends for the initial part, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have any immediate suspects. They don't have any obvious idea of where to go from here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, It's a crazy amount of money because, you know, they, they happen to be stockpiling cash for refilling ATMs for the Christmas buying season. Yeah. Like, it, it was just bad luck for the bank, good luck for the the robbers.
2: True. I must say, though, I'm like yeah we're talking trauma and you said a lot of exposure I'm talking about the wife uh, specifically but I am really happy to hear that she was released in like an anonymous way and like no no run back to civilization and get back
1: yeah especially after what they said
2: yeah but but not even that like I crime is not good you should not crime don't crime (laughs) especially not you know in any way that can be connected to inspiration from us but this might be ridiculous, but I do like the sense of like a general sense of honor thing. And if we're talking yeah. kidnappings, yes, there are so many horrible things like about it, and she'll be traumatized. Like yeah, yeah, but like if you do that, like there have been so many instances throughout, especially modern history, where they either do some kind of blackmail or kidnapping and stuff, and then just basically dispose of whomever they have. Yeah, but. I do like that they like no no, this is sorted. Everyone played their part. She might have suffered, but we're putting her here. She's able to get back to civilization and.
1: I mean, she was okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, she, it she it got was, through it.
2: I, I'm just saying, I'm no, I'm happy to I, I hear like that as note well. Basically. That yeah. yeah,
1: me too, because mm. so many times it just seems like okay, well, we'll shoot you in the face now yeah. and like really, really. Mm. Can't we just all be friends? Well, I guess not. Um, friends
2: might be stretching it, but... Probably. Let's not kill each other. At least. <laughs> let's
1: not kill each other. Um, <laughs> you can imagine that the aftermath was, was pretty grim. Mm. Um, the, there was a lot of shock. Like, people couldn't really believe what had happened.
0: Mm.
1: Especially because... It's in the center of Belfast. People are walking past. People saw this happen and no one really could describe anything because...
2: And everything on tape as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. It all seems so ordinary. Like someone could have literally grabbed a bag of money and and no one would have known about it. Because, Mm. you know, if someone did come along and grab a a bag of garbage, then again, no one... Like it would have been on CCTV, but who's to tell the difference? It's Mm. like, it's actually... Not that easy when it's all piled in together. Yeah. So the the first big step was the bank that um, was robbed announced that it would be recalling £300 million worth of its banknotes. notes. Um, hmm. So anything in denominations of £10 or more, they were uh, withdrawing and then they were going to be re-releasing oh. them with new logos, new serial numbers, new colours, new everything. Um, I mean, that is a
2: solution. It's kind of a... I mean... <laughs> So harsh approach, but
1: to to give a bit of context, twenty six and a half million, that's the largest um, bank robbery in the country of Ireland, mm-hmm. like sorry, the island of Ireland's history. Like yeah, yeah. the entire island. We've never had a robbery like this before. Mm-hmm. Twenty six and a half million plus the euro plus the US dollars. And Northern Ireland is classed as part of the UK.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Northern Irish banks notes are not classed as legal tender over there.
0: Oh. So
1: it's it's actually quite awkward because Wait,
2: you see over there uh, to in the mainland UK, mainland. so okay, yeah. Great Britain,
1: Great if you, Britain, you go yeah. to Scotland, England or Wales with a Northern mm-hmm. Irish banknote, mm-hmm. you can't use it. it. If somewhere accepts it, they're being nice to you. Legally they don't have to accept it and we don't have mm. any English banks in Northern Ireland. So mm. it it means that you you basically don't bring cash over there, you just withdraw money at an ATM. Mm. Like imagine you know the way whenever you have euro coins with the different uh, pictures in the back denoting oh, yeah. which country they're issued from? Yeah. Imagine going to Germany and them saying, oh, this is a Dutch euro coin. I can't accept this. <laughs> That's literally what it is, except you're supposed to be part of the same country. Yeah. So 26 and a half million in currency that can only be spent within Northern Ireland.
0: Yeah. It
1: can't be fed into circulation in mainland mm-hmm. UK. And in the Republic of Ireland, it's not legal tender either. So oh, of
0: course, yeah,
1: it's it's a pretty good solution to say right, Scott, we're recalling 300 million in banknotes, <laughs> but it's also a hell of a lot of work. So this kicked off mm-hmm. uh, mid-December. They announced this early Jan, and they uh, they started circulating the new notes by the 11th of March. Mm. So they, I mean, they were pretty quick, but it's still like giving people three months, including Christmas and New Year's, to go crazy Ew. and spend. I have to say, I love the colours of the new ones. They were really, really (laughs) nice because you went from having all these boring drab ones to being pretty bold um, because, I guess, colouring it slightly different isn't going to be enough.
0: Yeah.
1: And I believe you can still exchange the notes at the bank. Oh, really? Yeah, small denominations, but you can, which is So are they
2: just hoping to, like, check the... um... Serials, I guess? Well, or? a lot
1: of them were used and therefore not recorded. Yeah. Like, I think about a third of the notes were already used and in circulation with unrecorded oh, serial numbers. Okay. There were um, maybe two thirds of them were unused mm. with recorded serial numbers. But <laughs> it's the sort of thing they wear out and about for three months. So you can't, unless someone's coming in with with a double bag with a couple million, you yeah. can't really say, oh, you nicked this.
0: True.
1: So that's what they started doing. There have been a lot of things that happened afterwards. The The first big kickoff, so it was even before the notes were reissued, there were a couple of searches on houses of a couple guys called Liam and Michael Donnelly. There's a lot of speculation that this was just done, so it looked like something was being looked at. And with the whole sectarianism thing, they, yeah. they were sort of pushing that, hey targeting Catholics or they are targeting Catholics or whatever so it's very difficult to say whether these guys actually might have had an involvement or not they could have been totally innocent they they maybe they did have an involvement but it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good no. that was 10th of February by the 17th of February Garda and the Republic had arrested seven people hmm. and they'd actually recovered two million um, pounds including uh, oh. Yeah, including sixty k in Northern Bank notes, oh. um, and the raids were in Dublin and in Cork. So Dublin is about halfway down the country, and Cork is like as almost as south as you can get. So yeah, the the, yeah. the two, Dublin's the biggest city, and Cork is say the second biggest city.
2: At the front of the bottom layer of the uh, penguin angel.
1: Ah, yeah, you know it. Good, yeah. clearly. But I mean, two million and only sixty k are Northern Bank. It's again, it's it's not really damning. It could just be bad luck. Um, yeah. But the the whole thing was was part of a money laundering investigation, and this is only two months in. The Guardy didn't officially confirm that the raids were related to the Northern Bank robbery, but they did make arrests related to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those were actually classed as arrests under the anti-terrorism law. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, oh. But we'll, we'll get into why that's the case shortly. They, yeah, they, they made another couple of arrests. They found another few bits and pieces. Um, they arrested a couple of men in Derry, um, also known as Londonderry, if mm-hmm. you're that way inclined. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm trying to be respectful by saying both. <laughs> but, um, so the, the guts of it is... The PSNI, so the police service in Northern Ireland, as well as the British government and the Irish government all assume it's the provisional IRA. IRA is Irish Republican Army. Um, So it's a terrorist sectarian organization, Mm. um, predominantly based in Northern Ireland, but it has an association with the Catholic community. I'm saying association. I am meaning to cause no offense. Um, but yeah, they basically all of the authorities are blaming the provisional IRA. There's also a huge suggestion that the political party Sinn Fein are involved as well. And Sinn Fein is the um the big Irish um and Catholic political presence within Northern Ireland. Okay. And in more recent years they're also going for the alternative vote. So northern ireland is very conservative we don't have a lot in the way of lgbt plus rights we don't have a lot in the way of women's rights abortion is totally illegal um Mm. even if the mother's life is at risk even if the fetus will not make it to the end of the term it it doesn't matter you you need to carry the fetus until um Mm. until it dies it's yeah um so Sinn Féin, the the Irish, if if you like the the, the Irish uh, political presence in Northern Ireland, um, has also started going for the uh, the alternative vote, the non the the liberal vote. But there's a big insinuation that Sinn Féin is massively associated to the IRA, which you know we can debate to death. But there there is a connection in people's minds, whether it's true or not,
0: yeah.
1: and there's an insinuation that they're involved in this robbery. Oh. Nothing has ever been proven, and the IRA have released statements to say they had nothing to do with it. And Sinn Fein have also released statements to say not only do they have nothing to do with the IRA, they also have nothing to do with the robbery. So take from that what you will. There's a lot of people who don't believe it, um, and there's a lot of people that think, "Hey, this is not fair," and this is blaming the Catholics once again, Mm. um, because they're the minority. So back to it. The seventeenth of Feb, the Guardian. So in. The Republic of Ireland. They make some arrests under an anti-terrorism law. They have a couple of guys in Derry, they have a couple of guys in Dublin, a couple of guys in Cork that that they arrest. They seize a lot of money. So we have the two million between Cork and Dublin and then we have almost another hundred thousand in the north.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they are charged um, with with various offences basically relating to money laundering. Within those arrests, there were a couple of people that were either Sinn Féin councillors yeah. or they were supposedly within the IRA as well. So it didn't help the connections.
0: Nobody, um, really,
1: no. Those on their side will say they were arrested um, and, and used as scapegoats. And oh, there was nothing yeah, of course. It was the next day when, so 18th of Feb, like less than less than two months later. Mm-hmm. And I love this image and there were photos of it as well. They find a man attempting to burn sterling banknotes. So um, oh. they're trying to burn around 50,000 in banknotes and there are photos of this, bonfires of money. And,
2: and you were saying attempting to burn?
1: They got they got caught. It's actually quite hard to burn linen. <laughs> oh okay. Um, because they're they're like coated linen notes. It's not mm. just like paper. It's not like you can just burn it like a fire. <laughs> um, but it and they weren't the only ones. There were there were other cases where people were caught trying to burn what was assumed to be stolen banknotes. Mm-hmm. And. Um, it, it just reminded me of hyperinflation after World War One in Germany when you see uh, the kids playing with stacks of money because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. You can't spend this mo- amount of money anyway. I mean, whether they actually stole the money or whether they found it in a shed and then realized, mm. hey, after we've bought all of all of this stuff, there's nothing we can actually do. We shouldn't it. hold
2: on to this. Now.
1: Yeah, let's burn it. By the 19th of Feb, they'd also find some more, um, more money at a country club that was related to the bank robbery. There's all of these sort of unconnected things they keep picking up on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By November of that year, they make another couple of arrests in Kilku and County Down. So again, sort of between where the supervisor's family was yeah, yeah. and where the bank was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They, uh, Sinn Féin says these people have nothing to do with their party, but... People are speculating that they do. There's another couple of arrests in Dungannon and Coal Island. So arrest, arrest, arrest. No one is actually convicted with anything. There are a few charges that are later dropped, but no one's convicted. It goes on. And by the 7th of November, you have a guy called Martin Michalewski, who's um, charged with making false statements to police. In relation to the Ford Transit van that was used in the robbery. They think they caught him on camera, but oh. they don't have enough to know it's him. But they, oh, they're okay. pretty sure theres he's lying.
2: And they're just pushing every angle to oh, yeah. get anything out of it. yeah.
1: Completely. No one's saying anything. <laughs> um, so by January, two years later, it's now 2007. All of the outstanding charges have been dropped. But they decide to charge Chris Ward. One of the original kidnappees.
0: Really? Yeah. So
1: the guy from um, the Catholic estate, Paul Glass, is charged with being involved. Huh. Even though his family was held hostage. Yeah. Um, And again, people who who think he's guilty will say, yeah, of course he was in it. Anyone who doesn't think they're scapegoating the Catholics again. Yeah. So he ends up being charged with robbery and uh, false imprisonment. For I guess the the family, his own family, and uh, the wife of his supervisor, so Karen. Okay. It's another six months later when uh, you have a financial advisor, Ted Cunningham from Cork, in the in really proper South Ireland, is the first person to be found guilty, and he's found guilty of laundering three million pounds sterling, which had come from the robbery. That was the first one they've actually managed to convict on anything related. And that to. was just
2: definite. Yeah, it it was pretty cut and dry. Oh, okay.
1: Um, But they also didn't get him connected to anyone else. A couple of years go by. It's now May 2012. And um, they are saying that actually the financial advisor shouldn't be charged. They're trying to get the conviction quashed. And it looks like it's going well. But there's a lot of evidence against him. So after another year and a half passes ted cunningham pleads guilty to um to having been involved but a lot of the charges are dropped and in the end his sentence is a five-year suspended sentence so he actually doesn't do any jail time over the whole thing okay he's found guilty but he does no jail time
2: that i mean to me that also raises question like can we believe that guilty plea in that case if it all led to such a lenient thing and he was considering the options.
1: I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe a lot of it was circumstantial and they're kind of struggling to get anything to stick at this point. So yeah. I guess a conviction is better than nothing. And
2: I mean, technically yes, I'm just thinking of the, um, no, I, I don't know. It,
1: and, and in terms of Chris Ward, the guy who was, um, the junior, the one who was in his early twenties, whenever mm-hmm. this whole thing kicked off, mm-hmm. He had to go to court over everything. His uh, lawyer said the only reason he's here is because he's Catholic and really played the whole sectarianism oh, yeah. card. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's the route they went on, whether it's true or not is a whole other story, but that's the route they went.
2: Yeah, but still so just saying it's true. Oh, no, no, like no. It,
1: the, yeah, it, it can be said. It's Oof. But at the end of the day, the judge ruled there was no evidence that proved that he was involved and he knew about it. Hmm. So, again... Nothing happened. In fact, the only person that's ever been convicted of anything relating to this yeah. was Ted Cunningham. Huh. So it's still considered unsolved. Yeah, It's still considered an open case. The authorities are, are still saying that it's probably the IRA and Sinn Féin. And both of them are denying associations with each other. Both of them deny associations with one another and both of them deny well, having anything to do with it.
2: Kind of, of course, but yeah.
1: And... Yeah, they they're still looking into it apparently, hmm. but that is the story of how the ten pound notes became green, and mm, that's uh, a good story. Yeah, and the largest bank robbery in Irish history. Yeah. The um, the only other thing, which, it always freaks me out is, there's no such thing as the Northern Bank anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In twenty twelve, they totally rebranded and it's now called the Danske Bank, like Danish the Danish Bank. Yeah.
2: Okay then.
1: So they redid all their banknotes again, and so there is no. Are you talking bank. just
2: rebranding, or did they actually get like acquired or something?
1: I I think there was probably some sort of uh, change there because they were <laughs> they were struggling financially. Ironically, I can imagine. Yeah. But between the financial crisis, um, mm. a lot of uh, mortgages that went bad and everything else, um, yeah, I think I think there was foreign investment, but they're now called the Danska Bank. So there's. The Northern Bank robbery is the, the biggest robbery in uh, Ireland's history, but yeah. there is no Northern Bank anymore.
2: I can imagine it rates quite high internationally as well.
1: Yeah, they, they it was thought that there was a, a lot of planning involved in the whole mm-hmm. thing, but they were also very lucky. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. having that amount of cash available was not couldn't have been planned. And, well, the
2: combination uh, is dangerous, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I want to ask... Mm-hmm since you didn't actually mention it but one of the main reasons that i kind of as we mentioned i knew like the title of this crime yeah um, but i hadn't read into it because you did fortunately warn me uh, relatively early it's
1: because this was going to be my first crime in episode one and then i got word on oh. patricia curran
2: oh okay okay but regardless one of the reasons i actually found this one was that asa was looking for crimes well, I came across a term, I guess. What's the term? That was coined, apparently, by the Irish. Really? But you you don't know this, so do you know what this kind of crime is called? I don't. Tiger kidnapping.
1: No, I've never heard of this.
2: I hadn't heard it before either, but basically when you're kidnapping someone... To use that as leverage to get someone else to do a crime for you, basically.
1: That's a really cool. I've never heard of that term before.
2: Like, like I know of the concept, but I did not, uh, didn't I know didn't there know was there was a term. There a name attached to it. No, but then. apparently, yeah, and apparently that is uh, something that is very tightly connected to, uh, like Irish crime in general. Huh. Uh, it has, of course, been used all over the world, but that's the major connotation, and I think that's where the name came from as well.
1: They, I mean. It happened a lot um, that that type of thing. I didn't know there was a name attached to it, but mm. um, one of the, the typical examples is car bombings. Exactly. So, that that's.
2: I think it was in connection to that yeah, that it first was called. Yeah.
1: We we used to have like not a lot of bomb scares, but bomb scares were not uncommon. Mm. Um, to the extent it. Uh, in every job that you work they Mm -hmm. they typically have a um a bomb policy like how Mm. to deal with it if you get a call to say there's a bomb on site or there's a bomb somewhere else you know what what you're supposed to do what you're supposed to say how you you evacuate in case of a bomb versus any other thing Mm. um cinemas will typically have uh replacement tickets printed up so if like vouchers So if mm. uh, There's a bomb scare And you're evacuated From the cinema Halfway through your movie mm-hmm. Then they just hand them out At the emergency exit So you can see The mm. rest of the movie at another time Or see the whole thing In another time <laughs> um, But Not long before I moved here um, So like I said I was living Around the corner From where the, the Northern bank robbery Happened mm-hmm. In Adelaide Street And um, Yeah there was a, a bomb scare Around the corner At, at an apartment mm. I'd actually So there were, there's not that many apartment complexes in the centre of Belfast that aren't associated with uh, Catholics or Protestants. Yeah. So I preferred to be in a building that, that didn't have those connotations. Mm. So any building that didn't have those connotations, I've pretty much seen an apartment in. So one of those was when they had a bomb scare in. It was the weekend before I moved here. And um, my memory is, someone was, it was a taxi driver who was flagged down someone got in and the taxi driver was told that by the guy, I have a gun and I have a bomb and it, it, you know, it may or may not have been a gun, um, Mm -hmm. held it to the back of the guy's head and, and said, drive. And, uh, and then at a certain point said, pull over. He said, I'm leaving the bomb in the back of the car and you have to drive to Victoria square. You have to drive underneath the building and you leave your car there. And, Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're watching you. And I mean, this was, what, four or five years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy was absolutely terrified um, and, and drove down there But there's a police station right opposite the, the complex So it's a shopping centre with apartment buildings um, In a certain section of it Which is where he was parking. told to park the taxi mm-hmm. The guy ended up not driving underneath the building He parked immediately outside the building Between it and the police station mm-hmm. Middle of four or five lanes um, Where it's quiet So there was no traffic at that time yeah. Like, I mean, you're talking midnight or something mm-hmm. Um, and terrified ran over to the police station and told them exactly what had happened. But yeah. that thing, that was so much more typical during the Troubles. But they would have your wife, they would have your kids, they would have whoever. And if you didn't do it, yeah. then then that's it. It's not just they're watching you. It's, mm-hmm.
2: But the taxi driver, was there actually a bomb in the car, do you know?
1: I don't remember there actually being a bomb. I remember mm. um, they had to evacuate all the apartments in that building and we were woken up in the night with reports of it happening because Mm. if if the bomb had have exploded then maybe we would have had to evacuate i think that was unrealistic but Mm. um i think in the end it was all total bullshit okay which is another thing but like my uh my mom when she had her restaurant in belfast Mm. i think they were bombed two or three times and it wasn't even her building that... Like, it wasn't her that was bombed. It was a couple doors down. And mm. then, you know, it ruins her place or across the street. Yeah. And then no one wants to go there. So it, you know, means mm. that people aren't going out. Yeah. People are scared.
2: Of course, with good reason.
1: But... Yeah. How did this become the sad story of the evening? Well, hey. you know... People having bonfires with banknotes and... Uh, <laughs> Knowing no one knows what happened to the money, and no one really got prosecuted other than yeah. Mystery Man Jim and Bank, no barbecue. Ted. We sorry. can
2: focus on that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. let's have our last drink of the night.
2: Oh, yes, we need more drinks.
1: Yeah, shall we have an Irish coffee?
2: We're gonna have an Irish coffee, and it's gonna be delicious.
1: Okay, let's do it. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> What is our second drink this week
2: so right now we just prepared a lovely irish coffee
1: yay it's a proper irish coffee
2: oh yes there's so much cream on this one it's overflowing
1: <laughs> well i meant more like it's not
2: i'm sorry you've been complaining the entire like Shush before it. we were recording that i can't lie properly so i'm, I'm trying then why to are you
1: even saying it? okay it's a proper irish coffee so it smells good, right?
2: It really does.
1: Irish coffee is awesome. I don't mm. even like whiskey, but it's it's nice. It's sweet. It's creamy. It's rich.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: it was one of those mysterious things that as a kid when I didn't like coffee, mm-hmm. it's like, what are the grown-ups drinking? It looks cool. <laughs> Cream floated just on top of, like, deep, rich yeah. cafetiera coffee. Mm
2: and all the extra goodies in it. Well, I don't so, think I had
1: any understanding. But
2: <laughs> But give us the rundown. So what exactly is uh, in here right now?
1: So it's it's proper coffee. Like, do not use instant unless you're desperate, in which case, <laughs> fine, fair enough. But no, nice lungo coffee and uh, or americano. Um, basically, just pick a nice coffee. Something that produces mm. a creme. And then rich, dark brown sugar. A couple of spoons in a mug or in a glass if if you have a latte glass that's perfect um we're (laughs) drinking out of uh sort of glass mugs i like yeah i was gonna say a
2: lot of glass mug it's like all of the things
1: i really like these actually i prefer Mm. them to latte glasses um they're too tall their center of gravity is too high i'm too clumsy
2: um i'm my, my favorite thing for like if we're talking equivalent of latte glass is the um Uh, opaque like more ceramic ones that are thicker and bigger they can be really big
1: you like those yeah i I find them clumpy
2: no they work for me
1: okay fair enough um is this okay for you oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay so we have our delicious coffee we have a couple Mm -hmm. of spoons of brown dark brown sugar Mm -hmm. so three um it sounds like a lot and yes it is a lot but this is this is sort of a nightcap, a very backward nightcap. Um, <laughs> and it is
2: a holiday, and it is St. Patrick's Day week.
1: Yeah. So. Then you float a layer of cream on the top. Um, you can lightly whip it, but don't go crazy. And I add two shots of whiskey. mm so i was
2: gonna say i hope you're not forgetting to tell about the whiskey no
1: of course not but um (laughs) the logic is you always add the alcohol last because if you screw anything else up you can check it out and it's not a big deal if you throw the alcohol out that's bad
2: i i appreciate the sentiment in general but adding the alcohol after the cream
0: yeah you can float it i guess
2: but that I don't know why it feels weird to me I'm all in favor of doing everything else but the cream like that should always be the last thing in my mind at least But
1: I don't know yeah I guess
2: but like I said I appreciate your sentiment and it's important to protect the whiskey
1: oh no I'm dying everything (laughs) oh no it's kind of difficult to screw up an Irish coffee though yeah true so maybe it's fair enough
2: as long as you always have a bigger glass so if it's screwed up you pour it into the bigger container and then compensate whatever needs compensating. <laughs> Presumably yeah. the whiskey, possibly the cream, but
1: yeah, that's fine, right? <laughs> okay, shall we? Shall we have our coffee and or shall we have one last toast?
2: We definitely shall. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have this time.
1: Okay. Cheers. Well, Slancha. May neighbors respect you, trouble neglect you, the angels protect you, and heaven accept you. Slusha, mm. I'm not even a huge whiskey person, but damn, this is good.
2: It is a good combo. Mm. <laughs> I do. Like, I haven't tried your coffee before. I will admit, not this kind. Um,
0: yeah.
2: I'm not sure if it's just the combo of the sugar and the whiskey, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: like just trying to focus on the coffee bits as well is really good.
1: Um, I think we should do an Irish goodbye.
2: Well, that's good, but we can't really
0: mention it, though.
1: We're sorry we abandoned you. You can reach us on Twitter at CrimeByTheBar.
2: Or you can send an email to crimebythebar at gmail.com.
1: And our next episode is Friday as usual. Well, Minnesota.
2: Yeah, Minnesota, and it's not as usual. It's another glorious day in St. Patrick's Day week.
1: Yeah, welcome to St. Patrick's Land.
2: (laughs) 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 Thank you for listening.